2: Welcome to your social season uh, for something like that. I, I, I've got to be honest, boys, I am absolutely raging. and, and, and I could I, This could have been any intro, really. I could have said season, season, whatever you wanted. I, I am not in a good mood. Put it that way. Um, yeah, I'm not happy. In case Fulham fans already haven't noticed on Twitter that I'm not in a good mood because fair play to them. They've latched on and I'd probably do the same. But before we do, um, getting too much into this, monstrosity for a result uh for how it, how it went um ben maz how are you how are you doing uh post literally post fulham hence the very messy hair got very very well you go, go <laughs> first you haven't been here for 18 months
3: yeah ha- yeah ha- good, ha- point. Been good for a while. point it's good to be back boys good to be back uh always miss it when i'm not on the pod but uh yeah no it's it's not a great result i, I think it's one of those games where i looked at it once we beat ajax i was like right now let's go build on this and go and beat Fulham. Like I said in my voice note in the last pod, I wanted us to go on and get a bit of consistency. And I felt like that hasn't happened. So um, yeah, but all in all in life, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good. But uh, yeah, in terms of the result, it's it's a bit disappointing considering we went 1-0 up. But um, yeah, I suppose typical Brighton fashion, we let it slip and then couldn't get a, a second to win the game.
4: Bottled it. Yeah. I'm very frustrated after that, to be honest. Mm. Um, Got in a scrap with a few Fulham fans afterwards, if you can't tell. Got a knife down the eye there. Um, a few, few bruises up here. A little strangle mark on the neck there as well. Hang on a
2: minute, Ben. Isn't, isn't this the one where you had um, uh, unexplained plans? Uh, hence, why, hence why you can get to the game today.
4: Yes, and this was it. I was training, training for a charity boxing match, as you can tell, or UFC. Just doing a few rounds with Francis Ngannou and Fair absolutely enough, battered man. him. Um, but no, yeah, very frustrating. Hey, you yeah, know what get this, this podcast robbery. reminds me of? Um, do you remember this is going to be a massive throwback when we played Spurs away and Lallana done that jump and then landed on Harry Kane's back and they got the penalty and we literally filmed like an hour afterwards this this is what it's reminding me of because we're so fresh off the result and the frustration is seething and Mm. Ryan's absolutely livid but before we recorded he was just messaging the whatsapp chat being like I need a beer I think Ryan's going to have an alcohol (laughs) addiction worse than me simply because
2: of this result (laughs)
3: love
2: it yeah well, I'll join uh, you. It. so yeah and <laughs> um, let's, let's let's um put this back onto a bit of a, a real show so so yeah i mean as you say it's um a weird a weird second half but let's put it back to the first before we get into all of the craziness of the second because I thought first half actually we played very very well that opening half an hour was some of the best football we've played probably this season my luck's just gone It was probably some of the best football we played this season um, I don't know about you Maz but the build-up Carlos Baleva Mo, Mo Dahoud and Adam Lalana started the game so strongly um and it was you know we yeah. got that early goal obviously through Evan Ferguson and I thought Okay, maybe just maybe our fortunes have changed, and we can turn it on against the team that we always seem to to get a result not against. shall I say?
1: Mm.
3: Well, yeah. No, to, talking about midfield three, um, I think if you talk about like a blend of three different characteristics into a midfield, you'd probably look at that three: Dahoud, uh, Lalana, and Baleba. You've got the yeah. you've got the brute sort of like physicality of Baleba. You've got the the, the silkiness of Lalana and then you've got um Dahoo sort of like a calming just you know does does the, the, the good bits well. Um so, so yeah techie, I think he though? told me like that was going to be yeah, 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 he's proper techie. Obviously I think he still hasn't really found his feet yet. Um but I think yeah as a midfield three like you said they, they started the game well um and it did it did look decent. And um yeah that first goal as well Ferguson's finish was unbelievable. Great run, uh surging run as well uh, and then a good ball from Pascal Gross. Um, so I thought, yeah, the first goal was great, great, great finish from Ferguson. Because um, I don't know about you boys, but I feel like he's been a bit off the pace like, like last few weeks. That I've seen him. I feel like that illness, the, whatever it, the illness he had, I think it had definitely affected him. Um, mm. So it was good to see him like just take that one touch and a really, really good finish as well. Um, so it was good to see him back on the score sheet. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really good first half, and then obviously we all know uh, what happened in the second half, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, no, it was a proper, proper striker. Yeah, and,
3: and Ben? Bergson.
4: Yeah, no, there's looked like something out of training, you know, when they're, they've they normally got a defender behind them or a coach acting like a defender, back to the goal, and then one touch out of the feet and straight in the bottom corner, like proper striker's instinct. And you can tell he's just a born number nine, a born goal scorer when you see them score goals like that. It makes it look so easy. Mm. And he just runs off as if it's he does that every single day, which he obviously does in training. You're just like, yeah, sweet, another one, another goal for him. Um yeah, he, yeah, you can tell he's just going to be an absolute monster for the years to come.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I think what the funniest part is he didn't actually touch the ball until that goal. Um, Stop <laughs> it, really? Very minimally. He obviously, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, barely. I mean, the that's the sort of joy of having a striker as good as him. But um, I probably disagree with. People thinking that, you know, he shouldn't drop deep or he shouldn't link up the play. Because obviously, as we know, apart from since that injury, well, injury and in, illness, whatever, I don't actually know what's happened to him specifically. But whatever he's been through recently, obviously, he's come back a little bit weaker, as we said, last podcast. But, you know, been shrugged off a little bit more than he used to be. That's something he needs to work on. But his passing range is, is still very good. And I, I don't think I'd ever want to not see him sort of that dropping deep Harry Kane sort of thing. Um, I don't know about you, Maz, but you'd probably rather him be doing that than just being that target forward, wouldn't you?
3: Yeah, no, I think we saw it was, um, I can't remember which game it was. It was not Ajax, it was the game before where um, Jumbo had done that sort of deep pass and he, he set off Matoma, I want to say, or Dhingra. Um Jumbo, that, that sort of sweeping pass he did out to the right. I can't remember what game it was now. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was a Dingra. That's it, yeah. And, and uh, like, you can see the qu- qualities that he has got in his long-range passing. And I think if, look, if he can replicate anything that Harry Kane does, I think he'll be an incredible striker. Um, so, yeah, I, I think whatever sort of suits him naturally, I think, to answer your question, I would quite like to see him being that focal point. I think just to have that focal point in an attack, I think is important. However, in saying that also, whatever Deserby asks of him or whatever he thinks is best for his game, Obviously, do that. I'm not a manager. I'm not the one to tell you to do what to do. But um, yeah, if it was down to me, I'd maybe like him to be at the end of crosses and stuff like that. But at the same time, if if Zerbe wants him to drop deep and that's the system that he wants to build around, then do that. Um, I'm, yeah, I don't know who I am to say for, for him what to do. But yeah, if he can be like anything like Harry Kane, I will take that all day long.
2: Yeah, halfway line goal next week. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, it's a good point. I think um, it's um, the way we deserve players, I think that first half particularly was emphasis of it was every single player matters in a squad like his. So everyone has to be able to pass the ball. Everyone has to be able to receive the ball from wherever it is on the pitch. Um, And that's why I think I want Ferguson to be so good at that. I think João Pedro is probably better at that than Ferguson is. Um, But then obviously the end product of Pedro is nowhere near as good as Ferguson. So I I guess you win and lose some with either of the two. Um, But yeah, Ben, your thoughts really on on Ferguson playing like a a deep Harry Kane? Or do you want him to be finishing like Harry Kane? Or can he just do the whole lot like Harry Kane?
4: Yeah, I think. Well, if, he, if he's good at that, then this, I don't see why you'd change it. I think when we've got the wingers, like we do, like a Dinger and Matoma, it's always good that they're going to be overlapping and making those sorts of runs for him. So, I mean, it works. And, you know, you saw Kane's link up with Son, especially. Always doing those kind of moves, dropping deep, and then giving it to Son, and then hitting them on the break or getting past the defence that way. Um, and it seems to be working for us. so I don't see why not. And I just want to say, yeah, especially we're talking about kind of wingers as well, him linking up with them. Matoma, I thought, was unreal today. Unreal. Um he was just, yeah, kind of getting yeah. back to his best because I know he had a little bit of a sticky period recently. But yeah, he's definitely getting way back to his best. And De was praising him so much in the pre-match, saying that he's one of the most underrated players and how world-class he is. And yeah, we're definitely seeing that again yeah. from him.
2: Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, I'd agree. I think, as I say, the standouts for me, I, I don't think I've done Hood enough credit here and Lana as well. Lallana obviously surprised me when he was named in the squad. Um, and naturally with Lana nowadays in 2023, you know you're only going to be able to see him until 20. Um, sorry, until the sort of 60th minute, and then mm-hmm. you're probably going to lose him naturally. That's just let go, months. whatever. He, you know he's made a glass at the end of the day. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but I thought he was he controlled that so well that first half. He was very organising. I thought his yeah, as you say, Matt, his sort of silkiness with the ball, very very good on. You know his his first touch is a joke, as we all know. And when you've got Lana like that. It gives you so much more confidence in that midfield. Do you think, Masi, you know, obviously we say he gets injured so often, but if he's fit, does he does he start for you or does he at least be in, you know, half of the teams of, of a week?
3: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. He definitely is, well, on his day, he is top quality. But I think if you're going to have someone who's injured that much, how can you rely on them like f- from a consistency basis because basically I, still going back to what I said a few weeks ago now I, I just want to see some consistency not only in the lineup but also in the way we play in what we do uh, especially going forward so I just feel like if you do let's say you, you put him in from the start one game and then you can't you can't guarantee he's going to start the next game just because of his his previous record so I just yeah personally I, I wouldn't I would have him as an impact sub um, I know when he came on against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup, he looked dreadful. Uh, so maybe not that kind of impact sub. But when he does, there was no impact. Uh, when it he was, was on his game, like today, yeah, there was zero impact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but today, he sh- he showed his levels like from the beginning. He did look really good, like you said, Ryan. Um, but yeah, personally, I wouldn't start him. I, I would definitely have him um, on the bench. But uh, yeah, he does still have the top qualities that we all know and love about him that he showed at, it- all his previous clubs.
2: Yeah, interesting. Ben, yourself, like Lalana, and not just Lalana. actually, I mentioned Dahoud in this as well because I thought Dahoud was very... Like, and I've been probably Dahoud's one of his biggest critics, at least probably second to my dad. <laughs> um, but we've both maybe not rated him as highly as he, he promised at Dortmund. But again... You know, he, he he's obviously class. He's got it about him. Just very, very weak in a challenge has always been my sort of criticism. But Dahoud, Lalana, if they can be doing what they can do, um, do they do they get in that first team for you, Ben? No, I don't think so. I think the
4: last time I was probably saying Lalana should be starting. Um, I feel like we run it back to Leicester last year away. Um, that was when he was like one of our key components in the team during that period. I think he was unbelievable. And it was like when he wasn't playing, we weren't ourselves. And we saw that when, during that game, when he went off injured, after that, we kind of just capitulated. Um, when he's at his best, he can really carry this team and take us to another level. But it's just, I think like Maz says, he hasn't, doesn't have the consistency to maybe get to that level. Um, and we only see it in glimpses here and there. Obviously, if he, if we, this was Lallana a few years ago, then I'd probably be saying, yeah, start him but you know with with his injuries and his age now he can't i don't think he can be that focal point every single game which is why we see a different midfield so i i really like the gross belabor of gilmore gilmore's decent again today i mean all the midfielders were good no one no one played poorly to be honest um and maybe to, maybe tahood hasn't had the time to really show us what he's about and have the consistent starts i think what did the first few games yeah, of the time, yeah the it? first few games he had i think he had a few a few decent minutes um, and then he kind of lost his place out of the team, didn't he? Um, maybe he needs to yeah. hit the gym a little bit more because he does look super, super slim on the pitch. And I mean, we know what the Premier League's like. It's so mm. physical um, and you have to have an unbelievable yeah. ability to be able to surpass being a weak player. Like Lallana's not the strongest bloke, but because he's so technically gifted, he can kind of get away with it. Um, so I think the who kind of needs to learn yeah. that maybe from him and Gross.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, yeah, just, just, to, just to echo the sort of thoughts really. I think... I mean, for me anyway, I think Dahoud, as I say, I probably wasn't the biggest biggest fan of him until now. I've I've now seen what he's good at, and I think that's what I needed to see. I've seen so much what he's not great at, which is obviously, as we say, he isn't the strongest, gets shoved off the ball a lot. Um, but with Balaber alongside it, sort of commanding it a little bit more, I thought Belabor was really, really good in that first half. With you know Lalana and, and and Dahoud, as, as Maz said earlier, it's like that perfect blend, and then you get to see what they're good at, and I think that's what probably we most Brighton fans as well needed to see was what Dahoud can do, uh, which is it's only a good thing for us, isn't it? For the end at the end of the day, going forward, we know we've got a potential sort of Lallana-esque player in Dahoud, or maybe a bit more McAllister-y sort of player, um, but just not as strong as him. Um, but yeah, anyway, we'll move on. Just just worrying that's this first half period because. This is the point where it's going to be echoed, not just on this podcast, not even just on Twitter, but it's going to be echoed across the rest of football, I reckon, for the rest of this week, because PJ MOL will probably be in touch oh. by Monday morning. Um, and I don't think Desert is going to be best pleased to hear it. And Pascal Gross doesn't always go down, does he? When Pascal Gross goes down, there's probably something wrong. And the incident which happened with Paulina, um, before I even have to mention anything, Maz, I can see you nodding your head here. Um, <laughs> just analyse that for me <laughs> the, the incident with Palinia, what yeah. does that make you feel when you watch that video
3: mm. well yeah when I first so when I was watching the game straight away I was like he's elbowed in there like you said because Gross went down clutching his face I was like well He's, he's gotten made contact. And then you see the multiple replays, which show him clearly not, he clearly knows what he's doing as well, by the way. Pelina. Definitely intentional. Like, I, I've seen a few, I've, yeah, I've seen a few people saying, Oh, it was an accident. I was like, you can fully see he's actually gone with intent with an elbow and he's connected with gross. So I don't see how you can call it accidental, first of all. And then second of all, um, yeah, the fact that he, uh, it's not been, apparently it's not been reviewed, which is just blows fucking my, my fucking mind shamans. if that is true. If it's, not, if it's not been reviewed, that is just an absolute disgrace. Like, how can you not... Because Gross even goes up to the referee and says, he's hit me in the face, he's elbowed me, he's elbowed me. So surely as the referee is like a duty of care, you you speak to VAR and go, look, can I get a replay? Just, you know, just to put my mind at ease and put Gross's mind at yeah. ease. Uh, and then we don't have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. C- yeah, can we check this just to make sure there's no controversies? Nothing comes bad out of this game. Just a simple check. Please do it. And so if they haven't done that, I think that's just a disgrace, first of all. And like you said, Ryan, great. We're going to get an apology on on Monday morning, but does that give us three points? No. Does that put Fulham down to 10 men? No. So yeah, it's just frustrating as a fan to see that something that easy to check because we've got the technology now. It's not like we don't have the technology. Just go upstairs, check it, and make your decision. If you then check it and still don't agree, then that's a completely different subject and again we can, we can argue that for days but at least check it and make a decision that's what the most frustrating thing is
2: and Ben Ben do you echo Maz's thoughts or uh, 100%, do you disagree
4: with him a hundred percent it's you can tell it's intentional just simply watching his movement like as soon as he's getting closer to Gross he lifts his shoulder up again and that's that that's just pure intentions that he's lifted up Gross hasn't come down and got the contact and hit and hit been hit Paulinho has definitely gone in and lifted his shoulder up to make contact with him Uh, it's just a disgrace and again we're going to be expecting an apology on Monday and it's it's our club again we're top of that top of that leaderboard for um, apologies aren't (laughs) we uh, for the past, yeah, for the past season or so, it's yes. Yeah, expected apologies, yeah. Expected apologies, <laughs> man. It is. It's just such a piss yeah. day It really is. Like VAR, every fucking week, we always have it. When I'm doing the YouTube descriptions or the the bullet points that we do on Twitter and Instagram, when we say a podcast out, nine times out of ten, I just always have it copy and pasted. VAR controversy, controversy. just because it's there's all, yeah, just because it's always going to be one, and it always is, and it's not just our club, but. Obviously, there, it seems in all these games, like the, what was it yesterday with Burnley and Bournemouth, there was a dodgy offside call or whatever it was. I didn't actually see it. Yeah. Um, there's a mistake, huge mistake, error there, potentially. And Powerball. then again today. Yeah. Was it? And then again today, like, yeah, we've clearly, clearly an intentional foul and Gross. Palinja should get a red. He then scores a the fucking equaliser. You, like, you cannot, cannot write it.
3: Yeah, that, that that's the worst part, isn't it? The fact that he scores the equaliser, and, and like an unbelievable one as well. I think that just rubbed the, the salt in the wounds. It was just so frustrating to see that out of all the people on the pitch, he's the one to score as well when he shouldn't be on the pitch. Simple, simple as that, really.
2: Yeah. It always happens, doesn't it? Like that. It, it just, it's almost like there's a script in football, you know, with games like this. And <clears throat> do you know I always say about the um, the rain with Brian, we don't seem to win in the rain. And as soon as it starts raining, in that period, it starts chucking it down. Like I thought it was going to thunder. It was nuts, right? It, it, the whole thing's dark. You've got to put the floodlights on. The rain's pouring down. You're thinking, great, we're going to get soaked at the end of the game. We did. And then you think, hang on a minute. <laughs> as soon as that rain comes down, they score. And I I, I don't mean to say, like, this is, I'm not blaming the rain. Was it Tyler from AFT? Yeah, Tyler from AFT. But it was raining. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not him, right? But, why does that happen? Like, I know it's obviously coincidence, but, all of a sudden, we go through our funny five minutes patch where we just lose our concentration. We, we 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 go from being one of the best footballing teams in the in the league in the first half to just not knowing how to pass the ball. And you know, we're all sort of giving the ball away and looking at each other. And all of a sudden, we've we've let them into the game. Really, haven't we? It's really poor in how we gave the goal away. Obviously, it's a decent think, strike I, from Paulina. but yeah, obviously, he shouldn't been there. Go on,
3: Matt. I, 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 was, I was about to say, yeah. Like obviously, it was a, it was down to our own undoing like obviously he's a poor I think it was Pascal Gross got dispossessed by Wobi I think it was Um and it, and we were trying to pass it from back still obviously to, to Gross, and then Gross dispossessed by Wobi and then yeah he, he lays it off for a great strike from from Paulinho but in saying that I think I think I've got to give credit a little bit to um, Marco Silva because I think when he brought on Rodrigo Munez uh, Munez, Munez, Munez I yeah. say it, uh for Jimenez I think he did look much brighter like I know he had that chance as well which a good save from Steele uh, with a deflection like he did look much better uh in replacement of of Jimenez so i think those subs that they made prior to the goal, I think did make a big difference to them. Um, and I think we just didn't react to that. We didn't react to Muniz, uh, his more energy as he came on to replace Jimenez. And I think it just sort of caught us off guard a little bit. And it was sloppy as well. Again, it's sloppy at the back. Uh, You know, it's it's not the first time that's happened this season where we've tried to pass out from the back and we've messed up. Um, and I think that's something we need to look at. I know, I know that's how we play and I'm not saying we shouldn't play like that, but it's something that's happened two or three Mm. times now where whether it be Verbruggen, Steele, and then someone messes up in the defence more the yeah, yeah, time yeah but like it's, you know, it's just, could, on the it's just side, I, know it's, I know I know your product so yeah, no no 100%, 100%. Uh it will not be done really well to press press uh gross and dispossess him and then yeah, it was it was a great strike to be fair to Poenya but yeah, it was it was just a frustrating goal again because it's always seems to be our own undoing like we just we're always our worst enemy and it's like we always want to just give goals away and be yeah. sloppy and poor like, you know, Marseille a prime example when, you know, Dunkey messed up and like it's just yeah, it just seems errors at the back at the moment are costing us uh quite quite not a big lot time. but um, yeah. Here we are.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And obviously, a big portion of that comes down to that we, we rotate, as we know. I mean, we obviously rotate yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Perhaps you could argue... I don't know if it's needlessly. I don't think it is, because obviously, at the end of the day, De Zerbe's getting advice from the medics, from people around him, from the, all the staff that we've got within our sort of training facility. So obviously, that's it's not his it's his decision to put the team out but it's not his decision on who's fit to start and who's fit to play he's probably told that from above him saying you probably shouldn't play him and then you know, it, you know it's, it's a bit of a probably a longer winded process than we well, think as fans but um, it, it,
3: it was interesting wasn't it because um, we played three at the back didn't we which uh, was a bit slightly different to what we usually do and I, I actually quite, well, I thought Eagle. Them, and I I thought... Actually, what? yeah no, mate, I was just about to say, to be fair to Igor and Webster, I thought they had yeah. some of their better games. I thought Webster was actually decent. Igor, um, obviously, um, part of the first goal as well, the, the sort of surging run through for the first goal. Um, yeah, I just thought they were both actually really good. And the back three actually worked quite well. Um, yeah, it was just, again, like, like I said, the, the sort of the, the moment of madness or moment of sloppiness that, that cost us. But yeah, I thought the three at the back was decent. And I'm sure once we get this Stipian back and, uh, you know, we get Lamptey back, hopefully we can play our normal way of uh, playing and having the, the, the sort of favoured defence that he, he would want to play uh, but yeah at the moment we are struggling with injuries so it it doesn't help does it
2: yeah yeah and I'll be honest like you know, even going back to that Palina incident, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it seems like we're, we are we seem to get all these things against us, doesn't it? I, I know it always feels like that after you've lost the game, but at the minute it just does. Yeah. Um, I didn't really give my thoughts on that, by the way. I, I do think it is a red card, just for the record. I, I know my, my AirPods decided to turn off, as I was meant to give my opinion. But I do think it was a red card. I didn't actually know about the instant until I checked my phone after the game and I saw we've been robbed again. And I was thinking, I forgot to say what's happened. And, I, you know, and then you see that and you think, right, brilliant. And it's just, it's so typical us, isn't it? You know, we, we have these little moments, but as you say, Matt, so that back three did work and then we changed it in the second half and I couldn't work out why. Um, you know, obviously you bring on Buonanotte, which got so much criticism yeah. on social. Um, and don't get me wrong, I don't think we should have brought him on. Um, I, I thought it was such a bad opportunity to bring on an 18-year-old that's clearly struggling for confidence to then rely on him to get a goal or create a goal. It was always going to, you know, I, I'm not getting on Buonanotte's back. Yeah. I, I like the kid. I can see what he's good at. He's better centrally. But it was always going to invite pressure, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, no, it was. And then even
4: like I think towards the end of the match where we were looking to get, a, we were looking to get a goal. I think it was one of the last kicks of the game. He just like blazes it over. Yeah,
1: well, thinking, yeah. Oh, God. And yeah, I just yeah. thought I, I saw after the after Charles yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, I was, like, yeah, yeah. I was. I saw the tweets. Yeah. I was like,
4: I oh, know that he's going to get cooked for this, and it's a shame. Um, you know what? I, I'll be honest. I agree. I don't think he should, maybe yeah, like he shouldn't shouldn't really come on in that uh, in that moment. Um, he's not ready de- yet. There's definitely talent there. Yeah, like you said, he's not ready yet. Um, I reckon, I reckon he'll be getting a loan in January. I'd to put my house on it. I'd put it on that, um, and he, yeah, he needs it. But there's definitely a play there. I'm not giving. I th- don't think anyone should give up hope on him, and I don't think people are. People are, but and also, oh, yeah, let, let's not get on his back because, like you said, Ryan, he's an 18 years old, come from Argentina. Um, you know, we've seen what and the start that Inciso had, and now the player that Inciso has become. So, you know, hopefully we can have the same for Facundo Bonanotte because he'll be. An unbelievable player yeah. if he can hit the potential that he has.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 harsh isn't it the the reality of football because like
2: fans you know, I'm not digging out fans for this because I actually think it's probably more so manager that should take the responsibility for putting him there in the first place. Um, but obviously there's a certain group of fans that's just going to latch on to any opportunity they can get and just rinse one of the young players because that's what they can do. Uh, I find it harsh. He does need a loan. I agree with you, Ben. He does need a loan. Um, if whether we're in a position to do that without Solly gone, you know, probably would need to go into the into the transfer market again in January and, and try and find someone else that can cover for Solly's absence. Maz um, on on Bonanotte, obviously. Yeah, it wasn't a good performance at all. And I'm not, I'm not saying he's good at the moment. I'm not saying he's ready. I'm saying he's got a great potential. You can probably he, see. Sorry, Rob. But before, um, what before would we you... talk more negatively about it, he
4: I mean, we said it in the Ajax review. He was no, actually sorry. good, wasn't he? In that, in that when he came on, he made a good little cameo. Yeah. So we can we know there is a player there, but I guess then on the flip side, you could probably say Ajax were atrocious. So maybe that there was that.
2: Essentially, Ben centrally though because he was playing in the middle then and it was much better yeah and then we put him in on this right wing side and it just it just doesn't work as well because he's not very he's not particularly quick he's quite good with his feet um and i think he's got he's got a decent eye for pass and stuff as you saw he he put a couple of balls out to matoma you can see what he could do but then when you know his close control is pretty decent but then I think when it's comes to actually taking on a man and getting round him, he might be able to beat him, but he's not going to get around him because he's not quick enough. So that's why I just don't think he should be a winger. It's a, it's it's just a bit of a strange decision to me. He should definitely be in that centre spot. And actually Maz, that's the whole talking point itself. On Buonanotte, i just twisted my whole thing, right? On Buonanotte, do you put him not just in the centre, but just you know, give him that bit more time, I suppose?
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Again, just to echo what you guys have said, I think yeah, definitely a loan is needed. I think I'll be honest. I think you should have gone out on loan the beginning of the season. I think I would have personally maybe have kept Sarmiento. I know I know they're diff- I know they're different players, but I would have kept Sarmiento and loaned out Buenonto, so I would've done the other way around. Um but again, yeah, that's that's another sort of talking point itself. But um yeah, uh, I think yeah I, and again I agree with you Ryan. I think centrally he's way better than he is out wide. Um you can tell that by the especially the Ajax game he looked he looked really good when he came on. Um but yeah today he was poor and I just don't think it helps when um you know you, you got also as well the fact that he only comes on for like the last five ten or 20 minutes where it is like again how can you really really show what you can do and really grow into a game when you've only got the best part of 10 15 minutes to do it so especially as a young player as well that you're still learning your trade it's not like you're an established player coming on to you know make an impact you're still learning very much early stages of learning your 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 trade so yeah I, I think he is a bit harsh but yeah it, i think he just needs a bit of time to develop especially physically i think he's a bit weak especially you know we talk about the i think Bonanote is equally as yeah. weak as as the hood or if not more so yeah i think he just needs to work a bit more th- uh, on his physicality um and yeah go out on loan maybe, maybe like championship i think championship would be unbelievable for him because it's such a physical league i think he'll learn a lot That's there, what I'm saying. Do you um, think? and he'll probably come back a way better player
4: do you think that is the right move for him to champ? Will it be too? Will it be too physical for him? So no, actually, am Saying that he was linked with a loan to <laughs> oh, Leeds, wasn't up. he? He was lo- linked with a loan to Leeds, wasn't he? In the summer, that's just I've just remembered that. Was so it? That could have been. Yeah. yeah to be
2: fair, been, you look at um, Charles Pedro at Watford. I know he wasn't alone at Watford, but obviously they they got relegated down to the Championship, and then he shone there. He gave he sort of gave a a, a bit more time towards himself as to what he can do, and also I mean. The one thing I'd always say about Jean-Pedro is he's clearly a very, very hard worker. As he came on uh, in the second half, I thought he he, he ran his socks off again and, and could have even helped himself to a goal. And, you know, to to his credit, I'd say that's probably one thing that you probably learned from the championship drop down yes, no. for Watford. Actually, that probably came at a good time. He's gone down under the radar. He's gone down as a bit of a wonder kid in the Prem, don't get me wrong, but he's gone down a bit under the radar. Watford are never expected to come back up. And he's been able to float in a mid-table team and just not really had too much expectation attached. And that's, I think, what I'm trying to say is when you bring on Buonanotte, chasing a game against Fulham, which, you know, you're frustrated to be behind in, when you've got João Pedro on the bench who you spent £30 million on, and instead you bring on Buonanotte, I just think it was always going to open him up to just this needless sort of criticism, if you like, so... Um, yeah, that's, that's the analysis on one. And so yeah, as you say, probably could do with a loan. Um, where that would be, I, I don't quite know. Um, and whether it's practical with, if we could bring somebody in again, I don't quite know because, uh, as we all know, Tony Bloom isn't the most shopping ready person when it comes to January, but. I guess we'll see. Um, just to close off this sort of second half then. So there's quite a few chances. Um, like, and I actually Lewis thought I had moments yeah. of belief that we were going to get back The The
4: Lewis don't free kick.
2: He hit, hit a the crossbar. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if that went Maybe in. I'd be laughing. I, I would have eaten my hat. Mate, and guy and guy Webster. Made, um, the guy behind Webster's made. header as well oh, from the corner. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go, yeah, on. We'll go on. Yeah, off the line. Off the line. Yeah. Yeah, Dun- Dunk's free kick, mate. I know we were all saying around us, we are like just... one. But the law of averages, one of them have to go in, don't they? Uh, it's sort of like a bit of a running joke now around everyone. It's a bit like, well, if the day Dunk scores is the day, it's a great yeah. day. Because, I mean, the amount of free kicks we get and waste now is a joke. So it's all it's just an advantage to score from one. But um, on yeah. that, on that, <laughs> who,
3: who else can take <laughs> a free kick? Because
4: well, I know I we saw, joke about it I all I saw the time, who, but- who picked up the ball and it looked like he... He, he looked like he hugged it really close to his chest. He was looking at Gross like, I want it, I want it. And I think, I think Dunks then obviously come from centre-back and then just grabbed it off him and thought, no, this is mine, lads. And you're you're yeah. not really going I, I to...
3: I, I know we joke about like... I know, I know how we joke about like, Dunky. why is he taking it? Why is he taking it? But it's like, do we have any other options? It's like, I don't know if we've got a designated free-kick taker mm. apart from Dunk, which... I know he pulls rank because he's captain, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's actually any other yeah. better options, to be honest. Yeah.
2: So... Strange to options. be fair, Alexis obviously scored that one against Leicester all that time ago, but then I could still remember so many free kicks that Alexis wasted anyway. Um, so I wouldn't really say he was ever really our set, set piece taker. It's only because he got that one against Leicester. Everyone's going to remember it. Gross has um, scored a couple. But yeah, I think free kicks are always funny. Yeah, Gross got one against Everton yeah, a few years ago, if you remember, We're in yeah. that game when we scored in the last minute. Um, and it was in a wet day, actually, which yeah, is very odd. Day. We actually won on a wet day. Um but yeah, anyway, just to, just to reiterate, as we say, yeah, Lewis dunk, free kicks. The day he scores one is now an advantage. I mean, <laughs> it's like, if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? We're just going to celebrate and it'll be unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think worth noting, I uh, say, Carlos Baleba. I think we touched him a little bit. Um, it, it's good to see him now being that, that focal point in the midfield that we've probably needed. Good tackler. Obviously, towards the end, Billy Gilmore probably needed to come on. Would I have taken him off? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But legs and all that, you know. Maz, um, Carlos Balaba, Um, you know, good for us to finally have someone in midfield with a bit of muscle and a bit of pace and power.
3: Oh, mate. I'm a, I'm a believer, mate. I'm an absolute believer. He's uh, he's incredible. I think he's going to become a top, top player. Um a terrific player as Harry Redknapp would say but um, he had a lot of shots today as well didn't yeah he? he did he did um, yeah I wouldn't say they were the best uh, in the world but he, <laughs> I think he's got it in him like you can tell that, that he's got the power uh, behind yeah, I him I think with a bit more practice yeah yeah he's, he's, you can tell he's got all the attributes to be a top top player however as we've seen in the last what, five, five, six games he's played in, his fitness levels aren't up to scratch. And I think that's why he's not getting as many starts as he probably wants to. Um, because he always have a come up with, like, was it, he keeps going down with cramp. And like, you can tell he's like physically struggling a little bit. Mm. So I think once he gets up to like peak fitness levels, um, I think he's going to be, for me, for me, i would definitely have him as a sort of guaranteed starter. I know Deserby probably will never uh, stick to a, an, an 11 this season. <laughs> but if it was down to me to have like an actual player sort of set, uh, I would definitely have him as maybe yeah, him, okay. Gross, and Gilmore, like you said earlier, Ben. Probably have them as a three. Um, But yeah, he, he's, he's got all the attributes that you want that we were missing now. Because obviously, Kayser are going. And I know you mentioned in the past, Ryan. He's not the same player, but he's got a lot of the same attributes that we need uh, in that center of the park. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mo- most of his physical prowess. Um, but yeah, he, he's also te- he does look technically good as well. I think his his passing's decent. Like, oh, very, But again, yeah, yeah. I th- I, th- I think he's um he, he's not been brought in for like you know he's not a Dahoon or Lalana. He's very much a different style, uh, which is definitely something we were missing for sure. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how he develops
2: absolute powerhouse to fund i think he's yeah he's a very exciting player and speaking of players i miss uh, watching that mopey thing yesterday i know it's got nothing to do with us but <laughs> I, was just class. seeing him get a yellow card that was on the pitch that was, was so good That was so funny <laughs> i just thought and i was watching it i was just like neil i do miss you mate i do miss you like just for those little moments <laughs> kicking yeah. the ball away getting these yellow cards winding everyone up like yeah we do miss a little bit the of that. And, and, on then his Instagram. and then I'd the photo like th- after it. yeah, yeah yeah the Instagram after yeah, yeah, great yeah. Yeah, Bobby one,
3: yeah. Sanchez's shirt so good I wonder what Sanchez was thinking because obviously Sanchez has yeah, given him the shirt <laughs> and then he's probably gone on yeah. Instagram and, and seen that yeah, he's like what the hell he's it. probably messaged up there like you <laughs> fucking <laughs> ass
2: something like that you twat
0: yeah
3: yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I bet. He, I bet he's a proper nice guy. Like, I've never met Mopey, but I could imagine he's like one of them people you just want to be around. Like he'd be, he'd be an all right guy to be around. I yeah. reckon it'd be funny. Uh, but anyway, this isn't the Mope podcast. Yeah, he's, 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 one, he's one
3: of those. He's one of those um, where you you want him on your team, but you don't <laughs> want him playing against you. I think he's, that's the definition of Mope. Yeah. You don't want him to be, you know, part of. The, well, you want him yeah. to be part of your team. Sorry, yeah, not not against you.
2: Yeah, shit house. I feel like we just need a bit of that you know sometimes like in, in games like this where we, we always seem to struggle against a team that like Fulham where there's so much cheating there's so much diving and time wasting and the amount of time we lost in that second half honestly I just uh, I was losing it mm. I was absolutely losing it and sometimes you just think why do I bother watching this sort of rubbish yeah, not, every 9 minutes at a time, time. So yeah it's like a nine bad minutes, drug mate. Nine minutes at a time. Mate. It could it, the fact the fact that it could have been doubled. I think speaks to how ridiculous it was. I mean, the goalkeeper went down with a with a cramp or something ridiculous. Oh, You've got some other guy coming off pretending he's got a head injury. Yeah. Oh, mate. Honestly, it was. It oh, was that, a that's to drive you mentally Ryan, insane. Right. That's
4: a, one, a massive issue at the moment uh, is the head, this head injury rule where and I think it got highlighted oh, quite yeah, a lot last weekend with Zaniolo. It. Um, was it Villa West Ham? Zaniolo went down. Um, saw that West Ham were on the attack, so he stayed down, holding his head. If the physios come on, have to do a check. Obviously, the referee has to blow the whistle, even though they're on the attack. There's some players that are the cheats, um, including Zaniolo, on and off the pitch, betting and all that sort of stuff. Um, they're 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 using this rule, mm-hmm. which is a a good rule for safety measures, but they're using it against they're using it for the wrong reasons, and it's yes, I think it's it's disgusting to use a rule like that. To, to benefit yourself and cheat it's, it's simply cheating and I think Mate. there should be there should be I don't know how they'll fix that rule but there should be proper consequences if you get found out for not actually um, for not actually being concussed or having any yeah. issues because you know the physios run on the pitch and they have yeah. to do like the the concussion test or whatever and they they obviously know that Zaniolo's absolutely fine and, and they're just having to act and pretend that he's yeah. got an issue uh, yeah it's an absolute shambles and when you've got yeah. players
2: abusing it it's a joke This will always be something that winds me up differently, winds me up differently like this is probably one of the most infuriating aspects of of cheating in the game like cheating in the game is 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 horrible at the moment it's been a it's been a really bad thing for a while fulham notoriously have done it to us quite often uh did it last season doing it this season again and it's it's tough to watch um and even fulham fans that speak to say they don't enjoy it but you know it keeps them up and that's what's the unfortunate reality of it but yeah ben as you mentioned that that head injury thing someone that's had a very bad concussion i won't go into detail but very bad concussion twice it is it's you don't want to have it (laughs) so the, the the precautions are in in a great measure as we as we've seen in the past like you know you don't really know the impact especially in the back of that head there where the soft part of your head is it's it's really really bad so if that can get hit that it can give you brain damage to all sorts of degrees and that, that's what i seem to learn myself and you just you don't re- you don't really realize because it obviously it, it doesn't look like a lot and probably even in the first 24 hours you wouldn't even know how bad you are until it could last six seven eight months ten months the rest of your life even and that's why it's good but yeah to have as you say ben that sort of um you know that time wasting cheating aspect of it, it's it should almost it should almost be like a ban or a red card instantly if you're if you're faking it. There's no way of proving it in the moment, but there's there's definitely a retrospective yeah. sort of thing to prove that, isn't there?
3: Yeah, that, 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 I think that's the problem, unfortunately. There's no real way of actually proving whether they're lying or not. I mean, I mean, there is, of course, if you do like big, you know, tests right. after the game. But sort for of, example, yeah, no. <laughs> like, like Ben, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Like, like, like Ben alluded to though, your physio is not going to go, Oh yeah, he's lying. He's always going to say, Oh yeah, like, Oh yeah, you know, he's, he's a bit, he's a bit shaken up. He's, he's not great. So your own physios, they're obviously going to give you the right diagnosis because they want you to be fine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're not going to admit to a referee or to whoever that you know the authorities that oh yeah we were lying you know to uh, give us more time so yeah I I think it's a really tough one to police I think that's the only thing it's like yeah yeah, how do you police it uh, that's going to be the that's going to be the tough tough thing but no I agree I think it's uh, it's just not not, especially like Fulham for example like you see Jimenez he was he was you know had a really bad serious injury to the head and then your players are sort of like fading injury whatever so surely as Jimenez you're thinking well lads come on like let's not (laughs) mess around with stuff like this because you know, it's a, it's a serious issue. So, yeah, it's, it's oh, a weird it's one. Serious,
2: if you're a man, genuine... I mean, Jimenez is... his oh, Lucky man's to be playing. Yeah. when I yeah. say I was yeah, saying, no, the, no, sorry. The, um, the
4: physios and doctors who are running on the pitch, if they're genuine doctors and care about it, they're probably thinking, Zaniola, you're an arsehole for making me do this and pretend like it's making his... Be it a genuine doctor or a genuine physio or whatever, he's putting his career and making him... Yeah. I don't know how to really explain it, but yeah, it's making him feel weird. He's having to improvise an act when he's just a doctor. And he shouldn't be having to should be forced to do that and yeah improvise in front of a referee and play act That's not his job
2: hmm. no i agree i agree with you Agreed. um and it, I, I, I just, just final nice thought, final one, point. Go on. No, go on.
3: sorry sorry just final point just in the I game in general uh just quick <laughs> yes sorry uh just quickly um with uh, Robinson at left back, I thought I thought overall he was all right. Cause, like I said, the, the goal line clearance for for Webster and stuff. But I thought first half he looked shaky, and I know he was he was uh, he poor for the so first shaky. goal as well. I th- I, th- I think we should we should have really capitalised that on that in the first half and really gone at him a bit more. I think Dingra could have gone up. Uh, he went at him, but he could have gone at him maybe a bit more, and maybe we could have capitalised a little bit more on on Robinson's yeah, sort of poor performance in that, for, especially in the first half. So yeah, that was just what I want to point out. I think he he had he a never bit of a the poor feet, first half, which we should have. No, no, he looked really, really scared of the ball.
2: No, I do. I, I, I totally, no, I totally agree with you. I think, yeah, Robinson, to his credit, to be fair, in the second half he came back, but that's that first half was it was like Trent against Matoma, wasn't it? But a just. He just didn't take it as much as he maybe could have done, um, and we know how good Adinga is. And I don't get wrong, I don't think he was particularly bad by any stretch, but he definitely had the opportunity to to really rinse Robinson there. And um, maybe he'll look back on that and think, yeah, maybe he could have done a lot more. Um, ben, I don't know about you, but Adinga um, and Robinson.
4: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, I just obviously he had that, I also had that goal line um, goal line clearance. It's probably one of the main things he'd done for me in that second half. Was it, it was going in as well wasn't it because it wasn't because he kind of like lands back in the net doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah it's looping over yeah.
2: him
4: 100% what a moment that would have been for Webster a bit like a Harry Maguire redemption there if he had scored that um you but no, I them. yeah I know I agree that Idingra I think we definitely should have probably spun him a little bit more um and ran at him I think that's it's, it's a good opportunity yeah. to do that when they're on the yellow um he also in the first half didn't he Idingra had a chance yeah. to score I don't know if we touched on that I think we did thought that was a pretty good opportunity to score um, no, he and didn't. then in the second half, I think, yeah, towards the end, we had a few decent chances. I know fatty went through and had one, probably a good one to touch on. He's looking a lot better though, fatty. I really like it. The li- Did fatty give up on that chance? Maybe a little bit.
2: There, there, there was one thing he, I, I feel like he could have made. I, I can't remember the exact moment. He was after that ball and he just sort of stopped running. And I just thought, you could have got that. I don't know if that was just perspective, maybe. Maybe he couldn't have done. But it just to uh, me, it looked like he just sort of gave up on it.
3: I remember the chance you talked about. Yeah, he, he did just, he looked like he just stopped running for some strange reason. But then going back to the, mm. to the chance that you were talking about, Ben, the, the one he had the effort when he was through on goal. Um, yeah, yeah he, he struck it, didn't he? And then he sort of fell backwards. So like no one was there to maybe get the rebound. But, um, yeah, it, it, he actually, yeah, like you said, Ben, he's looked so much better. I'm, I'm so happy to well. see him actually doing well. Cause when it, yeah, Matoma. Well, even like, was it against Ajax? They looked so good, that that four. Yeah. Jao Pedro, Fatty, Adingra and uh, Matoma. They just looked like such a good attacking unit. Um, and yeah, ov- obviously we didn't see Jao Pedro and uh, Anzi Fatih from the start today. But I think, yeah, that, that link-up play could potentially be really exciting. But just <laughs> whether they get given the game time and uh, what Zerbi has in mind, I suppose.
2: Yeah, no, I do, I do. I do agree. Um, Finally, just on player things, um, just to wrap up really. Um, Defensive-wise, as we mentioned sort of briefly about uh, Igor and Webster, I thought Webster probably had his best game since returning. I like Igor a lot as well, worth noting. I I really like Igor. I think he's clearly very good. Um, So I'm I'm very happy with, with him. He's very composed on the ball, very good in the challenge. But Webster, particularly, I wanted to just mention just before we sort of wrap up, was... Very good. It saved Dunks, Blushes a couple of times and vice versa. And it was quite nice to see them back alongside each other and not making sort of comical errors. And apart from that funny 10 minutes, uh, I thought I thought Webster was, was very solid. Uh, ben, I, d- I don't know about you. No, definitely. No, 100%. Um, and yeah, like I said, it would have been really nice for him to get that
4: goal. But um, yeah, he's definitely been, if you're thinking about players that have been under fire from Brighton fans, he's probably been number one, um, cl- closely followed by some goalkeepers that we won't name. Um so yeah, for him to kind of get past that and hopefully he'll be able to kick on and have a few more decent performances because when we see him playing well, you, you know, he gets linked with England call-ups and that's which is the mad thing. So now seeing how he has been playing against Villa, he was very, very poor and we were thinking championship at best at that point. Um, but obviously that's football, it's like fickle, isn't it really? Um, so and it's only giving me a benefit to us if he does get back to the level that we know he can can be at and when he's got a solid defence around him that's when he's obviously going to be a lot better as well.
2: Mm. Maz Webster uh improved a lot since yeah. he's been injured but today's particularly very good.
3: Yeah definitely yeah a lot like Ben mentioned he has had his you know downs this season uh more more than probably his ups but injuries obviously played a big part of that and it does always derail some players some people come come back stronger some players come back a little bit weaker or different to what they were before. I think it yeah, it hasn't helped that um obviously the the, the surgeons well it's obviously good for us, but not for maybe for Webster. Like the you've seen the, the the how well Van Heck has done since he's sort of come into the team. Um and you know the the basically the centre half options now are much more difficult. Whereas before yeah. I think it was sort of like a given that Webster would start, whereas now he's got competition. So I think for for Webster to come through that and uh like Ben said, that'll just benefit us. So the better our other centre halves play them that will raise hopefully Webster's level. But yeah, it's good to see him back to uh, looking much better than like the old self that we know he's he's worth, you know.
2: agree. And um funnily enough, De Zerbi actually said I, I asked them about, about partnerships in the, in last week's presser. I mentioned particularly the Anzi Fatty, Jal Pedro going into this week's game, Van Hecker, Lewis Dunk. And he said about, obviously, JP, but also he mentioned Webster, Funley and Igor. Um, he said that Igor's coming inside of the idea is playing well um, and he's he you know, could potentially be top for us, in his words, top. Um, but he also said about Webster saying, I hope to find the true Webster because he's not playing very much, but he is very important for us. He spent a nice moment in terms of physical... Not a nice moment, should I say, in terms of physical condition. But he is coming. He's ready to play. And with Webster, we're stronger because he knows our style. He has a different personality and he's one of the biggest personalities in the squad. Yeah. So very, very high praise from, from De Zerbi considering, obviously, we haven't really seen him. But I haven't actually released that quote so we can make that into a graphic after the podcast. Um, But yeah, yeah very interesting because obviously, literally two days later, he's put in probably one of the best performances mm. he's done all season. So... Um, speaks to the credit of the manager yeah. I suppose um, we sense. always see how um, Key is in the changing room
4: as well around he definitely seems like one of the main personalities in that in the squad him and Donkey have that yeah. I, think, yeah I completely agree with what Serbis said he understands the club understands the way we play um, so he's definitely a good leader to have it would be pretty silly to just get rid of him I think so yeah for that for that reason he should definitely be sticking around
2: mm, agree Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all of it sorted out, really, isn't it? With the Fulham game. Obviously, it's not what we wanted. Fucking um, frustrating. And I'm still quite bitter about that challenge. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, the amount of diving and cheating just needs to stop. It just it just has to stop in this league because it just kills me every time I watch it. I'm not even joking. It drives me mental. But yeah, thank you, boys, for joining me after such a frustrating day. You can get on to enjoying the rest of your Sunday evening or what's left of it. And um, until then, we'll see you just before who have we got next Everton uh, Everton. Uh, who just were, before Everton who are doing uh, quite God, well at the yeah, moment another team that we notoriously beat <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we always do well against Sean Dyche so it uh, should be an easy win there shouldn't it Christ um, until that point um, yeah I know until that point we'll see you uh, yeah until then and uh, make sure you like comment subscribe comments below please uh, um, what have we got fuck Palina. Um
3: so- something Webster related maybe <laughs> Just give a bit of praise. Yeah, if Web- you want to be positive, Webster. talk about
2: Webster. If you want to be salty, talk about Pallio. Now, we'll do both.
4: Webdini's back. yeah we'll a back.
3: Oh, nice. Like we'll it.
2: Do. Right. <laughs> cool. Right. If you want to say that, say it. If you don't, you know. Say it. But it is what it is. We'll see you very soon. And um, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Peace.